The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Welcome the hosts of Inboxed, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondy, Fab Fondy J, John Fondy. And welcome to this edition of Inboxed Radio. Of course, this is the Big Fabu. I'm John Fondy, and this is our February 17th, 2010 show. And the name of this show is, Hey, When Things Get You Down, Don't Get Stewed. And we'll tell you why in just a moment here. We've got a great show planned for you. If you happen to be listening for the first time, uh, we've got a couple of challenges with the InboxedRadio.com site. But you're going to want to write that down because you're going to want to go there and listen to the show and some of our archives here coming in. But we also have a unique feature that we won't be using today on the Inbox Radio site. We're going to be also we'll be using the over at Brasco's crib. And that, of course, is at webmasterradio.fm. And uh, you're going to want to go ahead and get, pull that up, get signed in, because we've got some, uh, some questions and some quizzes that we're going to put out to there. And if you answer those questions correctly, you'll be the recipient of a brand-new custom-designed inboxed radio hat that you can wear in pride, particularly if you're coming out here to LeadCon, which is coming up next week. And we're going to be there broadcasting live with Brasco as well. Got a great show for you again uh, this week, of course. Uh, and Kevin Scorn, the ClickFather, is going to talk about some upcoming opportunities, some things are going to be taking place here at uh, at this year's LeadCon here in Las Vegas and a couple of things that are going on um, within our network here in Las Vegas as well as our What's Cooking segment, the Big Fabu. That is me. I'm going to talk with XY7 Executive Chef Andrew Taylor. We've got a special guest that's going to be on the show, and he's cooking up a special recipe from our good friend Coolio from his uh, recipe book, Coolio, the Ghetto Gourmet. Cooking with Coolio, five-star meals at a one-star price. And, of course, you guys remember that he's a multi-talented Grammy Award-winning, multi-platinum selling artist, composer, and he's an actor. He's also one of the most popular and successful rappers. He's sold more than 27 million records and performed in concerts all the way around. And we'll talk a little bit about his Oxygen Reality Show, Coolio Rules, and also about his catering business and uh, how we got a chance to know Coolio and, and why he's going to be on the show with us here today. Also, um... We're going to uh, be taking a little bit of time talking with uh, Julie Rutherford, and uh, she is the Vice President of Marketing at BeliefNet, and uh, really great to have her on to kind of talk a little about what's going on with her site and some of her past as well. Pete Prestopino with Website Magazine is going to be with us talking about an article that he wrote uh, in the last edition of Website Magazine where he's going to talk about uh, if you can't manage or monetize what you can't measure and uh, then talk a little bit about the next issue that's going to be coming up you know, as well. So good show plan for us. Um, Go ahead and uh, do a little housekeeping right now. Of course, want to introduce the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. It was a pleasure to be here. 
Well, I got a little bit of news here, and of course, this comes from the Center of Media Research, and this talks a little bit about uh, what we'll call the uh, after the New Year shuffle. And of course, uh, this is taking place when companies decide to either downsize who they're working with from an agency standpoint of view, or um, as they bring other organizations on. We'll start with uh, Rev- Revlon. Of course, that's the uh, the cosmetic company. They shifted their U.S. media buying and planning account to Carrot, uh, from Carrot to MediaCom. And then we'll go to Bayer. Of course, the Bayer, the aspirin company, consolidated its global advertising account, which means they get it out of a global account and brought it back over. It was valued at $850 million a year, and they've moved that over to Omnicon Group and also WPP. Uh, Dow Chemical, kind of a big player. They've named uh, Draft FCB of the Chicago Agency uh, for their uh, solar solutions. And uh, Marshalls, of course, the discount retailer, uh, real big here in the United States. Uh, their Latin department has uh, taken on Latin Works, and they were named the Hispanic Agency of Record for Marshalls. They'll go ahead and get started with that campaign later on in the spring. Baskin Robbins um, has a, awarded 22 Squared their creative chores. This is a $10 million advertising account, so they're going to kind of watch that a little bit. Uh, KSL Media awarded Phillips. And uh, Patron, okay, Patron placed its creative chores, and this is a $40 million advertising account, and uh, so they're looking around for that, and they've sent that to in review. So a little bit of that information that we've got going on here. Also a little story here um, that came out in last week's Ad Week. This is by Todd Wasserman. He says, just how effective is Twitter as a marketing tool? They say some brands sing its praises, but many others think that this microblogging site has whistled its last tune. He goes on to say, if you're a marketer who has steered clear of Twitter, your non-strategy may be paying off. It's possible that Twitter may just take care of itself. And in the after middle of last year, Twitter's growth slowed from 7.8 million users to about 6.2 million, according to a recent study. And this was from RJ Metrics. Kevin, what do you what do you make of that? I mean, tw- uh, you know, Twitter kind of came out of the gate and really was was taking on some steam. And wh- wh- why do you think that maybe they're they're kind of souring a little bit in the eyes of the public? You know, a lot of the uh, Twitter growth, John, happened from things like the Oprah Winfrey Show, where over a million people signed up uh, during the show. The, the fascinating stat with that was out of the million people that signed up, only and I forget the exact number, like thirty or forty percent actually logged in even once. So it's kind of like, you know, everybody, oh, yeah, I want to have a Twitter account, but they have no idea how to use it um, or what to do with it. It's almost like, you know, when MySpace first came out, a lot of people still have dormant MySpace accounts, but they've never used them. Um, I think the same thing happened here. So a lot of the growth was, hey, John, do you have a Twitter account? Yeah, I do. Uh, Or let me go get one. And you get one, not know how the hell to use it, not know what a tweet is, um, and never use it. So that's what I really think the, the slowing is. It's just it's not as popular anymore. It's not the cool thing for people just to sign up. Um, and, you know, usability is always the biggest thing, um, especially from our end when you're talking about marketing. Um, you always want to know what, how users are engaged, what the stickiness is, how long they spend on a site, what they do on a site. Um, and with Twitter, I just I, I don't see that happening. So that, that's my opinion. All right. Well, hey, I, I do appreciate that. But, yeah, that, uh, that change, the agency geography is, is kind of the big thing. Okay, here's our first question that's going to go out. And, um Brasco, you might want to write these down so we can determine who's going to get this right. Okay, so it's going to be a four-part question, not five-part question. What I'm looking for are the uh, in in order. I'm looking for the top five industries in the advertising game that 
the consumer would say was the most trustworthy. And I'm talking about a vertical, okay? Vertical would be, uh, you know, like um, uh, automotive or a vertical would be... Um, 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 you know, th things of that, that nature. So uh, hospitals or something like that. So that's what we're looking for is what you think the, of the industry's advertising that the, that the consumer thinks is the most trustworthy. In other words, do they believe those ads? And then we're also going to look at the ones that are the least trustworthy as well kind of in those verticals. So we'll go ahead and... Uh, have you write those down? And of course, uh, those of you that uh, that answer those questions correctly, or at least get close to them, we've got an inbox hat for you. If you're coming out to a lead con, you can pick it up in person in our suite, or we'll get that mailed out to you as well. But hey, got a great story, of course. As we go now to um, hey and Kevin and you guys, Kevin and Anthony, and uh, all you guys can play along with this as well too. So again, looking for the top five verticals that the industry Hi. that the consumer feels is trustworthy. Trustworthy. Hmm. Yeah, trustworthy. Okay. In All other right. words, do they the 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 ads that are the, that the consumer believes the most? Right, right now, we're um, going to go I, to. I think the uh, first one would what? be freecreditreport.com. Okay, so it's not. We're not necessarily looking for the hmm. the company. We're looking for in that particular case. All right. Credit, so that would be credit. credit that would be uh, credit reporting bureaus. Yeah. There you go. That type of a thing. Now you got it, John. Uh, we have somebody in the chat room. Fitzy says insurance. Okay, so go 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 ahead and, and write that down. Okay, so you're gonna be you'll be writing these things down so that we've got them uh, on got hand there, and uh, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you a while to answer these questions, and I'll come back for a while. So we'll go All ahead right. and let you know at the end Rihanna of the show the who the big banking. winner is. Okay, so let's go right now. Let's head on into the kitchen. Of course, we're going to go speak with the XY7 executive chef, Andrew Taylor. And uh, Andrew has a special guest on with him. And, of course, we're talking about the uh, 27 million multi-platinum album uh, uh, rapper Coolio. How did you manage to land this whole deal, Chef Andrew? Well, I tell you what, John and Kevin, how are you guys doing today? It's good to be here with you guys. Doing great. Doing great. Um, uh, coincidentally, uh, Coolio, I told him if he couldn't take the heat, get out of the kitchen, and he hadn't shown up yet. So I'm still <laughs> looking for him. <laughs> Great. But uh, 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 funny enough, I uh, had a uh, – hanging out with a, uh, with a friend and had uh, a somebody break down on the side of the road and decided to jump out there and render aid. And actually, uh, uh, the big Fabu and I were drinking a couple of beers and grilling, decided to uh, – Render a little bit of aid, and it just so happens that when we when we took uh, Clara uh, from Czech, Czechoslovakia, when we took her up to the house that she was trying to get to, lo and behold, we walk inside, and who's standing there but Coolio? So, and uh, the great thing about it is, it was, it was. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even recognize him because she didn't. Clara didn't introduce me. She just said, "This is my friend." So I had no idea who the guy was. And um, so well, I'm hanging out. Too, I'm, I'm, on, if it was Frankie Valley, you would have known, right? Sherry, <laughs> Sherry, baby. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, so we're chatting. Or well, I should just say, you know, Cooley and I were rapping, and uh, and uh, so we're going back and forth and just talking about normal stuff like two normal guys. I mean, after all, the guy's my neighbor, okay? And so we're talking about neighborly stuff and so, you know, we get ready to leave and he says to uh, to uh, Chef Taylor and myself, he goes, hey, you want an autographed book? And I went, well, yeah. In fact, hey, 
you know, let me get you one of my books. And so we, we exchanged books. We autogra- I autographed mine for him, and he autographed his for me. And so I put it under my so arm. So, John, you drive around with books? I'm just, sorry, I'm just paraphrasing a story here. You actually drive around with your books? I do keep books and magazines in the car, yes. That's pretty good because, you know, we, we had a, a meeting the other day with a uh, political strategist that did not even have signs for his China's uh, <laughs> car, so just curious. <laughs> that, that is true, and that's about the way that that election is going to end up. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, go ahead and, and, and um, so uh, finish up the story there, Chef Andrew. All right, all right. So, so we we go on in there, and, and uh, you know, like I said, we had we had rendered aid. Uh, John comes back down, and he, uh, we're looking at this book, and we hadn't recognized him for who he was, and he didn't let on to who he was. And uh, we so we get back there, and we open this book up, and sure enough, it says "Cooking with Coolio." And so we, we look and come to find out, in November of last year, Simon and Schuster published his his cookbook, and he says the only thing he's been doing longer than rapping is cooking. So in honor of Coolio this week, it just so happens that our favorite Glazer's Food Marketplace, their deal of the week, their meal deal of the week, happened to be the makings for for beef stew. So we got those makings, and Coolio happened to have a recipe for for what he calls his Coolio stew beefy. So that's what we had for lunch today. Well, yeah, and it kind of came out, but kind of. Kind of really, um, I mean, it's it's 72 degrees today here in Las Vegas, and uh, the, you know the, we thought the stew would be appropriate, not so much for us, but um, for the other guests on the show because there's snow in all 50 states, and um, so that that kind of that kind of gives you with the, you know the, the only state in the union that doesn't have snow is is Hawaii. And uh, so, even though it's it's smoking hot right now, um, we thought we'd go ahead and put that and uh, and uh, that pretty much is our is our cooking with Coolio story. Chef Andrew Taylor of XY Seven. I know you got to jump back in the kitchen and and uh, we'll get uh, we'll get Coolio back on the show. He seems like a really really great regular guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Listen, guys, I appreciate it. And one of the things you like about his cookbook, he tells you how to get five star meals on a one star price. So it's worth looking up. Guys, I got to get back to the kitchen. Hey, special thanks, thanks to so much, Chef Andrew. XY7 Chef Andrew Taylor, and of course, Coolio the Ghetto Gourmet, and we'll have him back on the show as well. Again, we've got before we go to the break. Again, we've got our first question of the day that's out there, and we're looking at the five top industries that the uh, that the that the um, consumer believes are the most trustworthy in their ad campaigns. And so, uh, go ahead. Then, uh, jump into the chat room at uh, webmasterradio.fm, and you can go ahead and put your answers in. Again, we're looking for the vertical, so it would be the total. So we wouldn't be looking for, say, like uh, Tide. We would be looking for all of, you know, washing Got machine yep. soap Rihanna says banking, John. What's that? Banking. Put banking on the list. Rihanna said banking. Rihanna said banking. Okay, so go ahead. Rihanna's not in the chat room. Um I have a couple more guesses, John. Jake Pogorelik in our chat room says department stores and Uh the music industry. Music and entertainment. I see that. Go ahead and write that down so I keep a little column there. We'll make a column for Rihanna as well on there. But, hey, Kev, uh, some weirdness going on around the uh, the XY7 Palatial Studios here in Las Vegas. What's uh, what's up and what kind of inconveniences have we got going on right now? 
uh, with an illegal uh, botnet attack, which is one of the hardest to stop. Uh, but we're pretty much all back. I mean, tracking didn't really get affected. It was more just uh, people being able to log in to look at their stats, but the stats were uh, were fine. I think we've pretty much stopped everything, um, gotten the federal authorities involved, and uh, you know, hopefully the uh, the people, the perpetrators, will pay the price. But uh, everything's back as normal down here at XY7. We're good. Yeah, and that's just seems kind of weird you know that that you know it's i mean don't we have enough to do don't we make enough money in this industry is it like now we have to go out and 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 do stuff like that you know what's your what's your take on it kev well john there's always people that don't make money and they just uh want to create havoc for everybody else so this is just happens to be one of those instances um you know it's not that that uh that anybody's immune. I mean, it happened to Amazon. Twitter went down a couple times in the past year for a length of time. I mean, it's just people being stupid and, uh, you know, using illegal means to attack businesses. It could be competition. We don't know what it is, and frankly, we don't care. We just wanted to get it stopped. Uh, we've done a really good job. Our team was ready, and, uh, we, you know, we made sure that first and foremost our tracking was up so no affiliate traffic was lost. And, uh, you know, the, the damage was uh, minimal at this point. I mean, the only thing is, you know, the xy7.com site is still going up and down a little bit, but that's only, again, to log in. They can go to publishers.xy7.com, log in fine, and everything else is fine. So we're, uh, we're going to be resilient, as, uh, as we always are in this business. And, you know, un- unfortunately, it's, uh, it's an equal playing ground for everybody, meaning, you know, I, I call the Internet the true equalizer, where anybody can deal with anybody, but also you can get, you know, idiots uh, hiring, hiring offshore uh, people just to, you know, do DOS attacks. So it happens. All right. Well, hey, best of luck, and that's great that you got everything back up. Absolutely. Of course, the, uh, we'll have the inbox to radio site with uh, with everything on it as well. Uh, with us is Bennett Kelly. Bennett, of course, from the Internet Law Center in Santa Monica, California, up on the palatial ninth floor overlooking the uh, Santa Monica Bay. Hey, Bennett, uh, you know, we look at this from the standpoint of uh, of of a of a of a company here, but you know, are are we at all at you know? At risk as a country, you know, we, we talk about uh, about counterterrorism and terrorism tactics and stuff. What does that do in the cyber field? Well, it's actually it's a it's a growing area of concern, and unfortunately, one that we're starting to focus more on. Um, there was just a major conference in Washington last um, just yesterday, where they brought together um, you know, some some experts in the field, the former head of the Department of Homeland Security, and they ran. Um, you know, scenarios by them to see how prepared they were. And, um, you know, the conclusion was is that we, we got a lot of work to do. And, um, you know, with the Google announcement also highlighted the extent to which, you know, um, cyber attacks are very much a part of what's going on in China, both from a, a business um, espionage point of view, but also just a, a national security espionage as well. Um, and if you may recall, when, the, um, when Russia invaded Georgia, um, two summers ago, um, the very first attack was not um, on the ground, but it was actually that's a right. cyber attack to shut down their computer system. Well, right. well, that kind of shows. I guess it's 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 inconvenient, but uh, I guess we'll kind of get around to, to spending some money on that. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to ask Bennett Kelly to stick by. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break here. When we come back, we're going to be talking with uh, Julie Rutherford. I'm real excited about asking her some questions about her organization, BeliefNet, and also our good buddy Pete Prestopino from uh, Website Magazine, a true rock star in his own right, is going to be with us as well, too, talking a little bit about uh, the last magazine that he, that was out and, of course, which, which focused on social media and, of course, the, the new magazine that he's preparing right now on email marketing. We'll talk a little bit about the contributors to that. Again, 
we got a question up on the chat board right now, and that uh, and the question is is uh, which of the industries uh, that are out there advertising would you say is the most trustworthy? Okay, which is the most trustworthy, and then also which one is the least trustworthy? So make sure you preface it in the uh, webmasterradio.fm chat room if it's least or most uh, so we can go ahead and put the graph up here and of course uh, the winner of each of the categories will win an inboxed radio uh, hat which is custom designed just for you again I'm the big fat boo John Fondi you're listening to the inbox radio show the February 17th edition we'll be right back right after these very short messages time to flood some more inboxes inboxed will return after this XYZ in the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, yo, pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. We've become a quick state of the art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866XY7Pays. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that T-Shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadaLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher. Thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. AFCON 2010 invites you to join us in Denver, June 21st through 23rd. AFCON 2010, where affiliates are always free. Learn more at AFFCOM2010.com. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right. Hey, welcome back to Inbox Radio. Where else would you send it? Of course. Talking, of course, about today's show, Don't Be Stewing If You're Brewing. Of course, our special guest on the show earlier was Coolio, 27 million albums sold, and he put our recipe together today is uh, stew that... Uh, Chef Andrew Taylor put this. We got a question that's up right now. If you just joined the show, you can go to webmasterradio.fm and you can uh, jump into that chat room. We're asking which of the industries advertising today would the consumer feel that is 
most trustworthy on the converse of that, looking for the ones that are the least trustworthy. You know, among uh, affluent women, a recent poll showed that 54% say that the word security is the word that they associate most closely with wealth. 82% consider themselves knowledgeable about investing and in finances. It also said that 62% favor and 35% oppose the new government regulations limiting the size of activities of the country's largest banks. So anyway, so Todd, that's one of the things that we had in there. A question from Rihanna. I think she talked about banking as well. But speaking about banking, one person that you can always bank on for some great information, of course, a uh, real leader in our industry, is a, is a very uh, a new visitor to our show. Um, she um, originally served as a marketing director for the Washington Post Newsweek Interactive, where she specialized in Web 2.0 marketing, which included social media, mobile media, widgets, feeds, and SEO. And currently, she's the vice president of marketing at Believe. Then, of course, we're talking about Julie Rutherford. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Oh, it's really How's nice it going? To have you. It's it's going great. You can see we get we get a little wild on the show. We go we kind of get all over the place and stuff. <laughs> I was hoping I was going to meet Coolio. Yeah, wouldn't that? I mean, is that the? I don't know where you are. <laughs> Did you hear the story about that? Can you make that happen for me? Can we? Absolutely, absolutely, we can. <laughs> So we'll, and you will give you your inboxed radio hat, and you could kind of turn it sideways and, and do a little raffle with Coolio. I will do it. It's email marketing. <laughs> there you go. And, and I'll tell you, you know, he's, he's, everybody can use uh, it. It doesn't matter real, how big or how small you are. Of course, really we can look at uh, uh, some other studies, and, and that will be another one of our questions about, uh, about Twitter responses and stuff. And, yep. and uh Facebook followers will have that for you as well too. But uh, but anyway, hey, so we so we cooked up a little Coolio's recipe for stew in the kitchen today. So uh, so is it cold back where you are? It it's a little freezing here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it we is. Thought yeah. It it's uh, we had some snow over the weekend. A little icy. Almost fell on the sidewalk, but. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things that you kind of you never really get used to it. But it was it was so nice here. We wanted to do something for the rest of the company, so we country. So we thought stew would be perfect. <laughs> Tell us nice. a little bit about BeliefNet. It really, uh, as I looked through the site, um, I, it, it became very inspirational for me. And I, I do a lot of charity work in town, so so I, I really was excited to see your site. Tell us a little bit about it and what yeah, you do there. Cool. Yeah, we're we're the largest um, spirituality, faith, uh, inspiration, and emotional wellness site. And the basic gist is that we provide uplifting content to improve people's lives, days, their world, everything from, you know, how to 21 ways to, you know, improve your mood today to, you know, prayers for any kind of different religion or, or reason or, you know, need that someone has to just kind of general things about how, de- how to deal with anxiety, depression, grief, you name it. So lots of, lots of things for a lot of people on the site. Hey, would uh, one of those 21 ways be eating some Aculio stew? I think it, today, I think it would be. It would be. And going and getting that margarita I'm going to get right after work, right after the show. Julie, I'm liking you already, man. I can't wait to have you. Come on, I've got it all lined up. <laughs> oh, man, that, it's that's inspirational. great. <laughs> hey, whoever was talking, I cut you off. Say it again. No, I said it's inspirational. Margaritas. Yeah. Hey, you know, you talked about emotional wellness. I, I would have yeah. to think that that's a pretty hot topic right now. It actually is. It's kind of, it's, um, you know, as we say in some of our sales materials, inspiration is more relevant than ever just because there's, you know, so many um, 
stressful things going on in the world, so many people dealing with financial issues or just, you know, all the different um, things going on with the economy. And, and so, yeah, we an interesting stat that we um, got back from some research was that 93% of our users report feeling better after visiting us. And I'll say, having worked for um, news sites for the past two jobs in my career, people don't necessarily always feel better after visiting a new site because a lot of the news is stressful. So it's really interesting and a nice working at a place where, you know, it's generally we're helping people live happier, healthier lives, which is a, it's a nice um, mission, you know, so. Well, it, it is true. I've been in this industry for, oh, I, I just celebrated my 30-year anniversary. I know I don't look yeah. like it, but. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> do, you have, do you have like a 10-year-old photo on your Facebook page? Are you one of those guys? <laughs> hey, that's really me. Come on. Yeah, John, John actually looks really, really good for 86. I mean, you'd be amazed. You really would. Uh, you know, I'll tell you the great thing about it. But, hey, but I, don't, I don't use one of those walkers, though. <laughs> I, I use a shopping cart. <laughs> that's right. Oh. But uh, so I did a radio show that was called Only the Good News, and and Julie, ah, I did yeah. the show for about three months, and I canceled it. Do you know why I canceled it? Because there wasn't any content, or <laughs> I couldn't find any good news. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, you should have come to our site. I I mean, it was you would have found it, some some uplifting things. So, well, that's that's I, sad though. Are you serious? I, I was serious. I, I got. A, I did one of my my shows. I did take took just the information out of our local newspaper here in Las Vegas, which is called the Review mm-hmm. Journal. And out of it, I only there was only two stories in the entire newspaper that qualified as good news. One of them happened to be about uh, teaching your kids financial, uh, you know, education and how yeah, to get yeah, them yeah, we helped some stuff like that. That's- so that was good news. And the only reason that the other one made the show. Is because it wasn't necessarily bad news, right? right. Neutral news. <laughs> Neutral news. If, if I if I would have a radio show like that, it would be about crazy animal stories. This used to be a hobby of mine. As you know, on CNN.com, you'll always find like you know, alligator eats man while jogging, or you know, pack of dogs attacks, like you know, things I like that. You could make. A, I think you could make a show out of crazy animal stories. Speaking of crazy animals, uh, I want you to know we have Bennett Kelly on the show right now. Bennett is from the Internet Law Center, so I wanted to introduce you guys as well, too. And we He's got Pete crazy, you know. Bennett is a crazy animal. Yeah, I was the one who asked if alligators jog. But, um. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, but you know, speaking of, uh, of getting stuff out and anything that you do, obviously you want to drive people to it. you know. And let's talk a little about, yep. about your editorial newsletters. How do you optimize Absolutely, those for maximum yeah. traffic? Yeah, we've been something that um, I, I just uh, started at BeliefNet back in May, and when I we have a, a huge newsletter subscriber base, like something like 14 million people subscribe to our editorial newsletters. We have like 27 different ones, and they range. You know, we've kind of got something for everyone. We've got our daily inspiration newsletter, which is quotations, uplifting stories. We have um, religion specific, so you can get daily Jewish wisdom, daily Muslim wisdom, you name it. And we have, as I said before, emotional health topics, and um, you know, we, these obviously 
drive a huge amount of traffic already, but we were looking at ways to, you know, drive even more users to the site. And we went back to, you know, your old favorite uh, kind of subject line testing, and we're still doing that. I, I declare that we're having an open rate party. We have snacks and drinks and invited our editors to kind of come in and, and us to just talk about what was going to work. We, we tried this in the summer and didn't work that well because um, a lot of the best practices out there are more for e-commerce type sites. And so, you know, you use the word free or save 100% or, you know, whatever the kind of, these are more sales or commerce-based tricks. And um, so it took us a while to, to kind of develop some of our own tips and tricks. And I, I like to share these with people that we basically, because these newsletters are daily, the real trick is giving your editors like a kind of a series or a schedule of subject line types that they can use. So we came up with, in the last iteration in January, five or six different types. And in our case, like putting the word quiz, we have a lot of quizzes on our site. The word quiz tends to, uh, to kind of spur people to open uh, using the word quotations or quotes because people love, we have a lot of quotes in a quotes database, using a number um, of course like provocative type questions and we've seen a dramatic difference um, just by, you know, they basically uh, printed out these, you know, different subject line types and then they could kind of substitute whatever their particular topic or newsletter was, substitute the specifics in there and that's worked really well and that's the first, first time I've kind of been able to hit on what was a good method for that so it's worked well. So and uh, click cup for whatever that's worth. Yeah, that is that's definitely worth worth a lot of good information to us. And the click father Kevin DiVincenzi, uh, you're a firm believer in tracking uh, tracking the results of those subject line opens as well. Yeah. Oh, definitely, John. And and you know, Constance is king, so I think she's uh, on the right track in regards to uh, to having newsletters that are engaging and getting people to uh, to open and read them. Um, and it's very important to track everything you do, and it seems uh, more and more people are moving towards behavioral. Uh, Targeting, and I just read yesterday in 2006, 350 million was spent on behavioral type ads. It's uh, it's now surpassing a billion dollars. So I mean, it, it's it's obviously uh, a market that's growing, and people are learning, you know, what to do. Um, and John, I've got a question I threw out in the chat room as well. Um, what do two percent of all marriages today have in common? Oh, that I got is really a really great good answer question. so far. Let me tell you. Okay, we'll go ahead and throw that in. What what does what does two percent of all marriages today have in the common? So today, I think there's six thousand five hundred seventeen marriages today. Some some number like that. Out of all those marriages, what do they all have in common? Or what do two percent of them have in common? And so you can throw that into the chat room. Can we? And it's a positive, it's not a negative. I'm hearing, you know, they got remarried. Um, they got divorce papers ready. Um, <laughs> I, I, there's some really good ones in the chat room. I won't repeat the rest. <laughs> oh, hey, Julie, what did you say? <laughs> yes. Brother, sister. <laughs> oh, what gosh, you're an animal. That. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's talk a little bit now, Julie. Uh, by the way, Julie, what do you think the answer is to that question? You know that you guys went out, in and out. I couldn't hear. Was okay, it well, is that what you're talking about? Uh, what, I got what do two percent of all weddings today have in common? So, out of um, all the weddings that happen today, two percent have one one denominator that's, that's it's common. It's weddings or marriages. Weddings. Sorry. No marriages. I, I think it's going to. I think I think it's going to be an incorporation of some kind of animal within the ceremony. Wow. <laughs> I'm fixated on the animal theme. Uh, all right, I've got prenumps, I've got Mormons, I've got, I'm getting a lot of really good ones. Um, <laughs> you ready for it? 
a drunk that? bride. Yeah, go ahead. Let's go ahead and, and share it. All right. Did you say share it, John? Yeah, go ahead and share it. They met on eHarmony.com. Ah, oh, fascinating. They're one of our they, clients. They, yeah, they're responsible for 2% right now of all uh, weddings. How interesting. Isn't it? Hmm. Who knew? Yeah. I was at a wedding, and the um, the minister said it was her third wedding that day in which um, someone had met with one of those sites. So oh, really? it really is producing results. Well, eHarmony or the BCLD sites you go to, Bennett? Um, it was a little bit of both. It, it, oh, okay. <laughs> it was, um, but what they, what they talked about is eHarmony typically is a little more expensive than a lot of the other dating sites, but the people that That's have correct. gone to it said they would rather pay the, more, the extra money because the results were so much greater, and that's, uh, that's their, their claim to fame uh, with that. Um, so, Julie, are you uh, married? I am. I'm married to my husband, Brad. We have two little boys. And how did you meet Brad? He went out. He said, how'd you meet Brad? I met Brad. I was dating one of his good friends, actually. Nice. Way back. Uh, were there any day. animals in your ceremony? <laughs> like <laughs> nice, music. That's a nice little musical intro. That's right. So, <laughs> uh, will you be joining Brad for margaritas tonight or something? <laughs> joining one of my, a couple of my good friends from work, actually. So he's watching the little guys. Well, hey, one last question here is we've got to get yep. ready to go ahead and, uh, and move in with a conversation. Uh, and I know you have to go. We're going to be talking with Pete Prestopino. And surprisingly enough, his uh, last issue of Webmaster, uh, I'm sorry, of Website Magazine uh, talked about uh, social media. And then, of course, the next one is going to talk about uh, email. Uh, what's your take on uh, social media and email together? It is interesting. We're thinking a lot about it, and it's kind of, I just went to a, a conference in Miami a few weeks ago, and this was like the, you know, this is what almost every single session was talking about. It's just having people really start thinking about um, using, you know, whatever channel, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Number one, use it to grow your uh, your email list, right? Use it as an acquisition tool. They're all kind of, I think Facebook just implemented some kind of little um, kind of widget tool where you could actually, like, have a form and literally build your list right on there and export it back out to your site. Um, you could also, one thing we're working on right now is just using your fan base and the kind of the ability to send updates to them, using that and thinking of that like email, and so having a regular kind of communication strategy around it. Um, and, uh, and those are kind of some of our starting points. So more on that later. So. Great. Talking with Julie Rutherford. She's the cool. Vice Thanks for having me. It was fun, fun uh, Thanks, you know, here meeting you guys. It was great having, having you as well. And just before I let you go, now what is the number one cause of divorce in America today? Marriage. That is correct. <laughs> Children? No, finance. <laughs> hey, again, thank you so much, Julie Rutherford. We'll have you on again. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye, Julie. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, we got the social segment, uh, social media and the email uh, segment teed up. And, of course, I'm teeing up for a rock star in our industry. And, of course, I'm talking about the editor-in-chief of Website Magazine. We're talking with Pete Prestopino. Welcome to the show, Pete. Glad to be on. So you listened into a little bit of that, didn't you? Say that again. I'm sorry. I said you listened into a little bit of that. I know we had you on for a little while, didn't we? Yeah, that, absolutely. No, no problem at all. It was um, really interesting. I, was, I really kind of appreciated Julie's uh, talk about you know her kind of email campaign. So I was, I was, I had a suggestion for her if she's still listening. Would you like to hear it? Because I'm right now yes. I'm steeped, I'm steeped in um, 
steeped in writing our email article for or email marketing article for uh, April or April edition. But she should she didn't say the word the magic word right now, which is segmentation. Um, she could you know she knows people respond to quizzes. You know it's not just subject line, but she can test the content of the body. Uh, uh, you know the content in the body of the email. Um, and then really see and then essentially segment by the level of engagement within the um, you know within a set of emails. It, I think that would be that would be the if I was her if I was her consultant that'd be the first thing I'd tell her. Well, I'd tell you what I'm going to probably have you do is I'm probably going to have you send that to me in in a little bit of yeah. an email and I'm going to post that up on our uh, inbox radio site so everybody else can uh, can see that as well. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're talking with Pete Prestopino, the editor in chief of Website Magazine. Going to talk a little bit about the uh, the current uh, Website Magazine issue, which is performance analytics, and also a little bit about what Pete is working on when we come back right after. The- these short breaks. So again, I uh, got that question out there that we're trying. We're going to go ahead and answer at the top of the next segment. So you've got uh, just a, just a couple of couple of seconds to get that answer. And then, of course, we're looking for the top five uh, verticals. Uh, What's that? Call them. So anyway, a little background noise there. Trying to do a show here, but what's, what's he's still doing business? <laughs> Kevin's still what's doing that? business. You know, he can't stop doing business. You know. That's true. Again, which of the industries that advertise would you would the consumer think is the most trustworthy? We'll answer that when we come back. Of course, we'll be talking again with Pete Prestopino from Website Magazine. I'm the Big Fabu. This has been this edition of Inboxed Radio. we got one more segment when we come back after the break. Brasco on the ones and twos. Go ahead and show me some love, brother. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on localpages.com. Localpages.com on what if I wanted a business number in Miami? Localpages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with local Pages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. Localpages.com. List your business on Localpages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. Localpages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Hi, welcome to the SEO shop. How may I help you? Oh, hi. I'm looking for something for my website. Well, I could slip your website into a sleek web campaign. Hmm, okay. Our professional internet marketing experts can custom tailor your web campaign with our SEO services, and by the time we're finished, your website will have such high organic search rankings that it'll turn the heads off of Google, Yahoo, and Bing. I would love that. SEO-shop.com. The experts in professional internet marketing services. Let us research, plan, execute, and succeed on your web campaign today with SEO-shop.com. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the e-com experts. 
Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back to InboxRadio.com. This is the Fabu John Fondi bringing us all back here and hoping that, of course, you're enjoying the show. And, of course, we are. We've got some great guests on the show. And let's go ahead now, Brasco, and let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to give you the answer to our question. And, Pete, I don't know if you heard what that question was, but, again, it is uh, which of the top five industries uh, do you think uh, are the most trustworthy in their advertising? And the converse, which do you think are the least trustworthy? Pete, what's your thought? Wow. Uh, You know, most trustworthy that's a tough one. I would actually say, I have been listening to the program, but I would say autos, automobiles, um, that kind of the whole auto industry, auto leads, that's a big business, I think, and I think people take their decision very uh, seriously, so, you know, in turn, spend more time, uh, and that's a better lead, essentially, so there's more trust involved in that process. Uh, least, boy, I don't know, anything get-rich-quick is definitely going to be, <laughs> trigger some alarms. Sure. Okay, we'll go ahead and give the answers now. And, of course, the uh, the top three uh, of uh, – or I'd say that the, the top three uh, verticals, advertising verticals that, that consumers think are the most trustworthy in their advertising, the first one would be soft drinks, 34, 34% think the soft drinks are. Uh, second place comes in at a close at 22%, which is fast food and really and, oh, yeah and then the third most trusted vertical in our industry are pharmaceuticals no <laughs> that's not correct I'm just kidding, guys. okay the um, the automotive industry would be the third and so the the worst or the, the most distrusted uh, advertising campaigns or, or in, in those verticals the number one Least trusted advertising are financial services. Number really? two, yeah. And so Rihanna said banking. I'd put her. I'd put him in that in that 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 arena there. Least most trusted. The second most uh, or the second least trusted in the industry of twenty nine percent is pharmaceuticals. So people just aren't aren't buying the Cialis and, and all that stuff out there, I suppose. And then the uh, the third least trusted would be the automotive industry. So Pete, you you didn't fare so well in our test there. No, no, I, I, no, I didn't. I got close there. An auto, not too bad, yeah, but uh, interesting about the financial. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah. It's, uh, okay, and our last question, and this will be for the end. This will be for the. Uh, uh, this will be for the end of the show. Okay, the top ten online sports destinations. Top ten online sports destinations, and you can. Um, uh, Brasco, did we have any winners on on our end over there uh, in the chat room? Yes, actually, Fitzy in our chat room is going to be the one that wins. Okay, so you because he mentioned pharmaceuticals, food, and soft drinks. Okay, wow. excellent. Well, very, very good. So, um, so anyway, we want to we want to make sure we get his uh, his his contact information so we can get an inbox radio hat out to them right away. And we appreciate answering the question. Our last question we'll answer at the bottom of the show. What are the top ten online sports destinations? Kevin, what do you think? Uh, ESPN, CBS, Sportsline, dot com, uh, NBA, dot com, NFL, dot com. God, I could just rattle these off pretty quickly. 
looking for the top three. Hmm. Looking for the top three. Oh, top three. I thought you said ten, John. I'm sorry. I would say ESPN.com, CBSSportsLine.com. Um, who would the third big one be? Probably NFL.com. Okay, great. How, what do you think, Pete? I got the easy one, Pete. I got to go first. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I was, I was thinking you named a lot of them. You know, I bet Fox I bet Fox does really well. I don't think you said Fox, but I think Fox does I did not say well. Fox. You're right. Yeah, I think that was a good one. ESPN clearly is. Fo- Fox Sports, Sports, you're right, actually. Fox Sports would be a good one. So probably, yeah. Cool. Probably CBS Sports Line, ESPN, and Fox. I think that's, yeah. that's probably the top three, John. Yeah. Great. By the way, John, we are 100% back up, just so you know. They've... Uh, Without me disclosing much, we uh, have stopped the perpetrators, so everything is back up and rolling. Excellent. Well, congratulations to you. We'll update the Inbox Radio site when we yep. get back into it. Talking with Pete Prestipino, the editor-in-chief of Website Magazine. Pete, let's talk a little bit about what you got cooking. I, I, I love your magazine because you're the, con- the contributors to your magazine are literally just the, the rock stars of the industry, and, and they write articles that even I can understand. So, uh, so you've got a good group of people with you. We really do. We've got a, a regular set, set of contributors. You know, Tim Ash, probably the definitely the leading guy on conversion and conversion optimization. You know, we have um, our own Dante Monteverdi doing SEO. He's been doing it for a long time. But we've got a lot of in, just people kind of in and out that uh, that do wonderful stuff. We've got Mike Evans this month uh, doing a great piece on coupon sites. You know, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of our readers are e-commerce uh, merchants, so it's going to be a really valuable thing to them. Um, but Right now, we're just we're still in the mix of all of our social um, our social issue, uh, and I got some really interesting stuff to share with you if you're interested. Uh, we did a survey of all of our readers, uh, and it revealed some really interesting stuff. Um, we talked a lot of we asked you know we we're really interested in how much people are using social media um, and and how much they'll be using it in the next year and eighty one percent John said that they would commit more time to social media and that really shocked us um, for a number of reasons I guess but um, it was really really an interesting answer for sure um, and most of those about half were uh, half and half of business to consumer and business to business. So it's it's very, um, I guess it's pretty even. Uh, so those are those are some of the things. And uh, most popular were Facebook and Twitter for our people. Forty-two percent uh, strongly agreed that they'd provide high value to their website and business. So really exceptional. Yeah, we had a little. We, I read a little bit of some controversial article that took place on the Twitter site that came out in uh, in one of the magazines here. And uh, next week, I'll have uh, I'll talk about uh, the people that have the largest followings on social networking and stuff as well. But um, a couple of the articles I liked in, in this month's I- issue, of course, the the couponing article was really. Uh, uh, it, it, phenomenal how how powerful that can be because everybody everybody loves a bargain but now uh, it kind of gives you a chance to maybe give those bargains out to people you know uh, so they can actually use them a little bit easier um, what, how'd you come up with the topic for that article well you know this one was that's that one the one we're um, kind of talking about now is not out yet so it'll be out in April and uh, Mike Evans is just a he's really kind of a popular guy in the affiliate marketing space, um, and we met him in, out at AdTech in New York, and he pitched the idea to me, and, but, you know, coupons are, are, aren't just coupon cabin and retail me not, right? There's a lot that you can do with it, and one of the lessons that I've learned so far is that you can do a lot of tracking with this, too, right? You know, there's sure. a lot of 
you know, yeah, I mean, in terms of testing certain offers in certain markets and so forth, which, you know, proves over time to be really useful. Um, you know, so, and it's also, you know, if you're, if you're out there kind of, you know, marketing your site online, coupon sites provide a, you know, a very legitimate, good, high-quality link, uh, and that's going to help SEO. Um, if people decide to share it, well, then now you're benefiting from social, right? So there's a lot of reasons to be participating. Well, not just coupon codes, Pete, but also just even uh, printable coupons. Uh, there's a couple campaigns we've actually done. Uh, you know, we call them CPP uh, campaigns, cost per print for advertisers. Um, right. The turnaround is so much better than a conventional, let's say, newspaper ad. Because we could put something live, uh, consumers will uh, will click on the ads. They'll they'll control P it. We'll fire the pixel, so we'll know exactly how many people have actually printed this this uh, coupon, and That's then they right. can they can get the redemption numbers within a week instead of you know conventionally going through a newspaper that takes you know a week or two to run, going through a coupon clearinghouse that takes six weeks to report. Uh, right. We can cut that time way down and get a campaign. I mean, a full campaign done in a week with results. So I mean, it's great. It's it's amazing right. what can be done now with online couponing. couponing. Definitely, and I think there's. I just think there's a lot of potential for it, and it's. And it's. Mm-hmm. I agree. We've gotten smarter about spending, you know, like all of us as consumers. So I think, you know, that that becomes an option, right? You know, let's always look for a coupon before we buy. You know, so I think it's. It's a smart business is going to know, you know, to to get involved in that as early as they can. Yeah, and where you kind of caught my attention was that article by Michelle Wickmandy. That's kind of right. what really started wetting my whistle a little bit. So I'm glad we'll see another one next month as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Michelle. Michelle did a tremendous job. She, well, what I think she really did, we try to do these in tandem, right? She really sets up the case for why this is important, and then what Mike's going to do in the second, almost second half of this article, is show us what we can actually, how we can use coupons. So here's the argument for why to use it. Now, next month we're going to talk about why uh, or how to actually do it. The hands-on, in the trenches kind of look at how to use coupons. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, about your commentary. Uh, a day in the life of a Google junkie. Yeah, did you, did you like that? So I was, well, we were, I was struggling a little bit for uh, for something to write for you know that that title. But um, I, you know, I kind of took a I took stock of what I was, you know, kind of how I spent my day, you know, just to kind of assess my own productivity and so forth, and realize that I spend a lot of time interacting with Google products, right, from Gmail to Maps. I got an Android phone. I've got, you know, analytics, Google Analytics on some of my sites. We use AdWords, you know, so a lot of my time throughout the day as a web professional is spent at Google, and I was asking myself, what's the reason? And in reality, it's an excellent, it's usually an excellent user experience and um, usually provides a lot of value, right, to me as a person, whether productively or, you know, in terms of production or, or you know, financial gain. So um, I, I ask the question, why? Why am I like that? And it's because they provide great products. And so I, I, you know, the day in the life of a Google junkie is really about are you, are, are your users and customers and people that interact with you, are, are you setting them up to become reliant on you? Uh, because that's the way I think you can really get more value from, you know, lifetime value out of a, out of a relationship. Um, so that's what we're trying to teach people, I think. Well, I think we could go on and expand on that with uh, the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi, the day in the life of the Google, Facebook, Twitter... <laughs> Bing. I was actually I was just giggling to myself because as Pete was talking, I'm you know adding some URLs into Google and doing indexing and doing all this stuff. It's uh, for, it's definitely I, I guess Google is my number one um, destination as well. Uh, how do you like the Android, by the way, Pete? Because I, I uniquely walk around with a uh, 
God, I have three phones right now. I have the iPhone, I have the Android, and then I have the new Nexus Google as well, the, the Google yeah. One Nexus. Um, I and so far, I like I love the it. Nexus far above everything else. Yeah, I love Even the above openness. the iPhone. Yeah, I love the openness of it, um, mm -hmm. of the Android, you know, and I was one of the, I'm one of the, I have the, like the original Android, right? You know, the original right, device, right. the original HTC, so I haven't played around too much with the Nexus One, but again, the openness is a, is a big deal. Um, sure. You know, the open platform, and it's really easy to develop on. Um, I think that's a, that's a really important thing. Um, iPhone gets a little complicated. Um, right. So, you know, it's, it's, I think that's one thing it has going for it. Uh, but it's been, a, it's been a very reliable phone. Google's very punctual with updates. Um, you know, another, again, another touch point for me, you know, with Google. Well, while we're staying on the technology thing, uh, Brasco, last time we talked, you grabbed yourself an iPad. Uh, how are you doing with that so far? Well, I don't have an iPad, no. John, the iPad's not out until uh, March. Uh, I just, I was wondering because I was like, wait, if he has one, he better bring it out next week for Leedscom. But yeah, I don't, I don't know of anybody that's got it in beta. People have rumored that they had it um, just to get the rankings, but uh, I haven't seen anybody, at least uh, that we know of, that that actually has yeah. the iPad. Yeah, that was Brasco that was spread that rumor. Right? Uh, no, no, there was some other people I won't name who that were that were spreading that they had one in their hands. See, that's the last okay. time I tell you anything, John. That's true, man, but hey, we'll have some fun uh, as we bring Brasco out. We'll be doing roving reporter stuff um, at LeedsCon as well as we're doing the uh, Webmaster Radio uh, rendition of In Box Radio. Here's my, here's my big question, John. So, so next Wednesday's live show, are we going to actually cook from the Mirage Suite so we get thrown out? Is Chef Andrew going to do his cooking? <laughs> have we been thrown that, out be plenty of places for, for worse than that? <laughs> Because isn't next week barbecue? <laughs> no, I think we're going to do fish. <laughs> oh, yeah, perfect. There you go. Um, hey, speaking of Google, okay, this is a question going out for you. Um, how many unique users in the U.S. access Google on their mobile phones in 2009, December of 2009? Really, that's a really good question. Yeah. Is this while driving? Probably. Yeah, yeah, of course it's while driving, <laughs> but you have one hand on the wheel, though, right? Um, I could go to admob.com and get a really good stat. <laughs> um, it had, had to be over a million, John. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bail out with the, uh, the million plus. Million plus? Okay, what do you think, Pete? Well, boy, that's, that's a really complicated question. I'll go ahead and say a million and one because I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, I mean, that's you really got your final answer, Pete. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Uh, what do you think, Bennett? Um, I'd just be doing a swag, so I would say two million. Yeah, it's now this came from Nielsen. Okay, they put it out thirty-seven oh, okay. million. Thirty-seven million, really? Yeah. Well, then so. again, when you look at it, the iPhone. Once you go to search, there's a Google bar right there, a complimentary bar to the right that, that comes default. So I, I, I could definitely see that. Yeah, but uh, going back to what you were saying with the with the stats that you're pulling up, Pete. Uh, and uh, and and looking at at the research that's done now, that's uh, I think we're, we're really starting to see some power come on as well. Starting to see some what? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. We're really starting to see some numbers really starting to improve worldwide as people are really starting to get comfortable with all these new applications and 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 yeah. and, and, and social media as it exists now. Yeah, and this Looking might become the year to, of the mobile too, John. You know, for years they've said mobile marketing was going to take off. This year it may actually. Uh, really start taking off um, as you have all these Android phones and smarter phones. 
Um, I mean, literally, you know, I was, I was playing on the uh, my HTC phone yesterday. I mean, you can get, you know, full interactive video and everything on the phones now um, where you couldn't before. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely getting to a, a whole new level, even from the advertising. I mean, we're, we just added up, uh, I think it was 12 WAP deals this week. Um, and we're going to start doing some heavy advertising back in the uh, mobile arena again because I think it's now matured to a point that it's, uh, it's, it's a viable advertising medium for us. We're seeing that too. We're seeing a lot of people jump in to mobile. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's. I think a lot of one of the best articles I read in the past month was, and I, I'm sorry, I don't know the guy's name, but he, he suggested that domain names are almost are going to be extinct in a couple of years because everybody's going to be the consumers are going to be existing within applications. They're going to be living in applications instead of mm-hmm. you know like going to websites. So you know, I, I, we've been preaching this concept of mobile for a while now, and iPad comes out, you're going to see a lot of other e-readers, very advanced yep. e-readers. That lets you do it lets you do a lot of different things, um, and building apps. You know, kids, if you're listening, I would tell every kid to learn how to build apps for both every platform that's true. you can find. Absolutely, because that's where the money's at. You know, I agree. Uh, We've got just uh, just about a minute left in the show here. I'm going to answer our last question, of course, and this question was um, out of the top uh, online sports destinations. Name the top three. And uh, basically, they would be uh, Yahoo Sports is number one. Is it really? And, I forgot about Yahoo. Okay. But here's an interesting deal here, though. Uh, the average time per person uses that is 28 minutes. Okay. Number two, ESPN. Even though the audience is a little bit smaller than that, average user time, 54 minutes. And then the number three, you guys both got that, which was, or, or I should say, Pete, you got that, which was Fox Sports. And the average user time was 20 minutes and 18 seconds on there. So there you have it. So, uh, so we have an yeah, we have a inbox radio hat going out to Pete Prestopino, of course, for winning that one as well too. And of course, Brasco. If anybody else had that in the chat room, we will uh, we'll go ahead and honor that and give them an inbox radio hat. So hey, Pete, we had fun with you today. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. A lot of fun every time. Yeah, thanks so much, Pete. Sounds good. Thanks. Hey, just about 30 seconds. Anything you want to wrap up with, Clickfather? No, that's about it. But, um, I, well, I mean, we can, we can uh, go back to the good news that all our sites are back up and operational, and uh, we were able to stop the attack, which is a good thing. So uh, Inbox Radio is back up, xplay7.com is back up, and all our other sites are all back up and uh, functional, so that's good. Um, that is about it. Everybody have a great week, and whoever's coming to LeedsCon, look us up. We have a hospitality suite Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at the Mirage. Um, I, unfortunately, will not be there Monday and Tuesday, but I will be making an appearance uh, all day Wednesday. Excellent. And, of course, a reminder that we are going to be doing uh, Man on the Street uh, with uh, Webmaster Radio on uh, Tuesday, and then, of course, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we'll be doing the show live from the floor of LeadCon um, here at the Mirage in beautiful downtown Las Vegas. And, of course, glad you're all on the show, Brasco. Thanks so much for your input, and uh, make sure you get me that information. We'll get the Inbox Radio hat out. Just a reminder to you that uh, our show is done live up at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard every Wednesday and 5 p.m. on the East Coast. And, of course, you can always go to the Inbox Radio site and listen to the archived shows. For Inbox Radio, for the Clickfather, for all of our guests, I want to thank uh, Julie Rutherford for being with us as well as Pete Prestopino. And, of course, hey, Ben, and I want you to have a good week as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, Ben, are you coming out to the show? Have you made um, a decision? I, it's doubtful. I have a, I have a conflict. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. 
Okay. In other words, uh, so based on all that information we have, there will always be a conflict there, but that's why we love you, Ben and Kelly. Thanks for checking in with us. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thanks to uh, Andy thanks, Taylor. Guys. And uh, Coolio for taking care of our What's Cooking segment. I'm the Big Fat Boo. I'm John Fondy. We'll see you next week on the next edition of Inbox Radio. Have a great week. Take care, everyone.